What's up, everyone? Welcome to episode 71 of the Game Explained Real Talk podcast. As always, I'm your host, Derek Bittner, and this time I'm joined by a very special guest. We have John Ortiz, or some call me Johnny, from Some Call Me Johnny, joining me today because, well, Ash and Andre just weren't really available. So, so I decided to re- <laughs> reach out those connections, and uh, what do you know? I grabbed the whole Johnny. How you doing, John? <laughs> what in God's name is a Game Explained? Oh, nothing to do with this. Oh, what am, why am I here? <laughs> Hey, <laughs> doing, Derek? Thanks for inviting me. I appreciate it. No problem at all. Yeah. Uh, for those of you wondering, Ash wanted to join, but he, uh, the timing and just previous engagements sort of prevented that from happening. Uh, Andre is away for the weekend, uh, hanging out with a friend, so he's not really available to join in. So rather than me talking for, to myself for an hour and a half again, I decided. Yeah. <laughs> we have John here. Oh yeah, I did that like once where I could find dinner nobody. For one again tonight, Mr. <laughs> There. Yes, uh, although apparently that impressed some people when I was able to just talk to myself for an hour. <laughs> hey, if you can do that, I mean, it, it helps that you, you get topics ready beforehand and all that sort of thing, so you at least have some sort of structure. If you got a good structure, I think anybody can you just yap their gums for a good hour, hour and a half if you're losing track of time. Mm. Um, and I also just like to just to give a bit of a forewarning here. As I'm looking at a fly that's buzzing around my room, and I really wish I knew about that earlier. <laughs> I'm on to you, fly. Uh, I am close to a window. Those who like listen to my stuff, especially during live streams, I, I live next to a really busy street. And even uh, right now, we're recording this like around 11:30 at night. There are trucks. There are cars. <laughs> the occasional police siren. It's Friday night. Might come past the window. So uh, I'm not sorry. That just comes to the territory. <laughs> oh, we've dealt with that before. We had construction with Ash. We had thunder with me in a previous one where it's just like uh, talked about a certain subject and like, no, God says no. Uh, so ba- background noise kind of happens. It's just part of the territory here. Oh, so. look, look at that. Look at that. Ah, I've got the street racers mm, there. They're there filming the next street racers already. <laughs> next and pretty Fast soon and we'll get sirens falling up because they're chasing down those illegal street <laughs> racers. <laughs> Man, Philly's nuts. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, God bless America. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy <laughs> oh goodness well what have you been up to the past week Johnny oh my god well okay besides the obvious platform mania we've mm-hmm. been uh, live streaming video games for charity to raise money for uh, the international rescue committee and uh in three days you guys shattered our original goal of ten thousand dollars and we're close to doubling that mm-hmm. and we still got a couple of days left in the event but uh just in terms of what i've been doing that week it's mostly been planning for that and most importantly getting my kingdom hearts 2 review done uh for my main channel because uh it was close to a month after i uploaded the chain of memories video and i was like this is some marathon <laughs> it's like, like normally, you know, you know, it's, it's, that's why I like marathonic smaller games because if it's like Sonic, I can pump a video out a week. Oh yeah, there's no story to talk about. Just talk about gameplay, game, Kingdom Hearts. I mean, mm. I love them as games, but story wise, oh my god, I don't, <laughs> I don't want anything to do with these. Uh, yeah, I'm. I, it, the funny thing is, it didn't feel like a month since your last video. I don't know why. It just felt like it, it well, came pretty quick. That's Maybe. good. I'm hoping. I'm hoping it was like that for a lot of other people because I don't know, man. Like if I go. Because especially nowadays, in today's uh, in today's market with YouTube, mm. and like that you need to be pretty much uploading one video a day, or at least one or a few other days. Oh, which don't is I not, know it? <laughs> which is just not possible on my main channel because that you know my main content are my reviews, and my reviews 
take some time to make. You mm. gotta record the footage. You gotta write the script. Gotta take notes down. All that sort of thing. Now, if, you know, for the Let's Play channel, it's different, and I'm so glad I have Elliot on board as another editor for that because it makes my life so much easier. But my main channel is like I, I, every day I go without uploading something on my main channel. It just like that just. It just slowly rises, rises, rises until it's like, I'm going to shut down for today and do <laughs> nothing but work on this main channel. And I, I become a ghost. Like, I don't answer phone calls. I don't answer text messages. I'll glance at my Twitter page every once in a while. But after that, it's like I'm not even there anymore. Yeah, I, you, you got to do that sometimes. Yeah. And I mean, it, the thing is, I try to go into that mode, but there's always that bit of news that comes out that I have to cover. Right. So it's, it it's, breaks it yeah, so much. It's trickier in your regard because you're a news outlet channel for the most part. Mm -hmm. And if something happens or something leaks or a rumor goes about flying, you have to be on top of that. Yeah. <laughs> Even when you <laughs> want to turn off, you can't turn off. No, it's impossible. Like I, like I, it's kept me. It keeps me on edge on occasion, just because I have to like, like I'm trying to relax and like, oh, what if this comes out? And like, I've, I think I've gotten better about turning myself off and just having time to just do something for myself not always yeah. but i try to do it a little bit more i get a little antsy when it feels like we haven't put much content out for a day or that content we put out doesn't get a lot of views i'm like oh gosh i need something let me i need to think of yeah. something where is it's it coming like, from ash i'll get you a juggling <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> we need entertainment dance yeah. monkey dance <laughs> <laughs> I, I think the thing that does help that made it not feel as long, at least for me, is I do watch your uh, Let's Play channel. So I guess just hearing you almost daily because of that makes it not seem as long of a wait. That'd be, I guess, my guess. Yeah, I love, um, I usually catch up on YouTube stuff during the morning mm -hmm. and in the evening because usually in the afternoon I'm too busy like doing other things if I'm not just trying to, I, there are a lot of stuff. Like I have a massive backlog of not only like YouTube channels to catch up on uh, if they're not Let's Play channels or uh, like compilation videos or like lists. I love lists. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, then I there are just like a lot of other podcasts that I listen to as well, like Now Playing or uh, Kevin Smith stuff. And it's mm. it's so much to take in. But you know what? I love binging when I just have some time for myself. It's so relaxing. Yeah. I, I'm trying to think. I don't get a chance to do that i ha i take little pockets i think that's what i do uh, with that sort of thing where i'll um you know catch dragon ball super every week and that's my little bit right. of time for that or uh as i'm having breakfast i'll watch uh, catch up a few youtube videos it's convenient because you upload uh some of your videos at nine in the morning so that's like oh perfect yeah. i can watch this while i eat uh keep up with that um, and then uh, any other time I'm doing something like washing the dishes or some other sort of chore, I have a YouTube channel in the background or yeah. uh, I have um, just Netflix on and listening to something I've watched a thousand times before because I don't want to I don't need to focus on it. It's hard for me yeah. to catch new stuff because I want to actually be able to pay attention and finding that time is a little tricky. <laughs> the time for that is really tricky. But to me, I, I, I'm I, very, I need noise. Mm hmm. Nearly 24 seconds, except for I'm going to sleep. No, actually, that's a lie. Uh, <laughs> because <laughs> uh, I, I need something playing in the background at all times. I hate silence. I hate dead of the night silence. Mm -hmm. um, when I'm not watching something on a computer, like if I'm just going downstairs from, from the office and getting a drink, I take my phone with me and I, up, and I put on a video as I'm going down to get a bottle of water. Or <laughs> if I go into the bathroom, I put on another video. 
You know, it's yeah. like that for me. I, I cannot stand dead silence. I rarely have dead silence. I don't think I need to have something constantly playing, but it's rare to have a section of time where something is not going on uh, or yeah. like, like I'll have to or I'll be engaged in some way. Like a common thing for me anymore is I don't know why I keep playing it. It's I, it's just that, that sort of mindless fix, fixation I can just go with. But I'm still playing Magikarp Jump. <laughs> like <laughs> if, I, if I just need to kill a few minutes uh, while I'm waiting for something like waiting for an upload to finish, like, all right, let's feed Magikarp. Here you go, Magikarp Jump. And all that stuff. I don't know why. I like. I'm on the last league. That's the crazy thing. That's how much I've been still, playing. I don't think thing. I still played that game at all. I don't even know what it is. So like, I think I've seen a friend of mine this past too many games. Like loading up the app is like, what do you do? It's like you just you raise magic card. <laughs> yeah. It's like I can do that in the game. It's like I'm still doing it in Pokemon Go. <laughs> Had the game for over a year or not. I'm still nowhere near a Gyarados. Oh gosh, yeah, I I kind of stopped with Pokemon Go, but yeah, I caught a Garrett. I did catch a Gyarados, but it was in the wild. Thank God. Oh, lucky you. <laughs> yeah, except he had a terrible move set. His move set was Twister, so I was <laughs> like, "Well, trash bin. I have it." <laughs> I haven't. Have you bothered at all with the raids and trying to get uh, no. legendaries? Because I certainly haven't. No. no, it's I. I there's still a rather active community. I want to say around here because there is a. There's a baseball field not mm. too far off where I live at, but there's also a recreational center next to it. So I like to think that's where anyone that does play Pokemon Go goes to because there's a gym there, mm. you know. And the raid battles, no, I haven't really participated in all those. And even if I would, I'd probably be like the only 30-year-old surrounded by 13-year-olds, <laughs> and that would just raise all kind of red flags. So I, I don't know. It's Pokemon communities all over the place. You might be yeah, fine. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But yeah, but general audience don't see that. They just see a 30 year old surrounding himself with kids. <laughs> there is nothing. Yeah, oh. I'm gonna poke. I'm gonna poke go. Yeah, I, I, I uh, wait. He's trying to poke him. What the hell? Yeah, he's trying. What does he say? He's, he's playing the kids? Pokemon Go. So the first few letters of that are. Poke. Yeah, I don't know. There's something wrong, wrong about this. Uh, I did. There were two times. I think I've told these stories before in the podcast, but I'll tell for your sake. I'll make them quick. Uh, where I almost got in trouble because of Pokemon Go. One was oh uh, I was playing the game, catching something, and it happened to be as a guy was going out to his car, and he's he like like looked at me, and was like, "The hell are you taking pictures of my car for?" It's like, no, 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 no. I'm just. Playing a dumb game. Yeah, playing a game. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, yeah you know, he, he really sounded like he was ready to kick my ass. Like really suspicious. I'm like, no, no, I get, no. Every once in a while, like I'll, I'll load up the app when I'm walking. Uh, I'll just walk down the street. Probably go to a Wawa that's close by, mm-hmm. and I won't. Because to me, I'm. I like to think I'm a little more aware with texting and all that kind of stuff when I'm walking down the street. I will. I won't cross the street where I'm looking at an app, mm-hmm. but I'll stay at a corner for like a good minute <laughs> and one time a lady in a car was beeping at me wondering why i'm not crossing the street <laughs> she's waiting for me to cross because i think i had the right of way oh no and she's frustrated that she's not moving like, i'm Move. trying to be a good citizen i'm playing that poke go <laughs> yes go go just Move. go <laughs> you dumbass <laughs> Oh my god! I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. I was trying to catch my Squirtle. Yes, I need my Squirtle. Yeah, Thank you, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I yeah, I I haven't really touched Pokemon Go. Um, 
As for what I've been doing this past week, I've, I've helped out a little bit with Platformania. We had our Kirby race, and uh, yeah. for those of you who have not been keeping up with Platformania, it's just a uh, little cherry thing that we uh, do each year. And I, I can't help out as much as I'd like to. I try to promote it as much as I can. And right. this year, I'm actually partic- participating in some of the events, uh, like more than just commentary. And one of the ones I did was uh, a Kirby... Meta Knight's Revenge, Kirby Planet Robobot Meta Knight's Revenge, or Meta Knight Returns, or whatever it's called, the Meta Knight Mode, uh, race against you, Ted, and Ant Dude. And I'll be damned if that was the first time you ever played the freaking that freaking mode of that freaking game. You're like you hadn't even beat it before that. Like so, when we were talking, all right, just a little more context. So uh-huh. here's the thing. Here's the thing about this. I didn't know I was a part of that race. I like didn't either. Two weeks before the event happened. Like, because I remember Ted bringing it up with Anthony, because Mm -hmm. I think those are the two biggest Kirby fanatics out of the four of us that raced. Mm -hmm. And Ted loves Kirby. And I think Anthony is just as fanatical about it. So I thought the race was just between those two. You know, Mm because before that, we did Kirby uh, Triple Deluxe for Brain Scratch commentaries. And then uh, I bought the game in preparation for that commentary. I didn't end up beating it. I only got like five worlds in and then I had to stop because I didn't have the time. Mm-hmm. And we were, I bought Planet Robobot around the same time because Ted said that it was it was a decent game in its own right. So I've had it on the back burner for such a long time and then when I found out again two weeks before the <laughs> event that I'm part of that race I was like I guess I gotta play Planet Robobot now because I'm not gonna say no Uh because, you know, I, I never really say no to these sort of things. If it was like, I'll take a bullet if it means getting $50 for charity. Uh, heard it here, folks. Yeah, uh, here, yeah, yeah. Heard it here, folks. Shoot Load Johnny up. for 50 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but the thing is that I didn't have time to just sit down and play the game because I was too busy with the Crash Bandicoot stuff for SGB and, of course, Kingdom Hearts 2 for uh, the main channel. Mm-hmm. So I ended up... A, the day before the race beating the main campaign <laughs> you know it, which is funny because i got the game what i thought was new at gamestop uh-huh. it was factory sealed or so i thought <laughs> and i load the game up and there's a and there's a save file in there yeah yeah 55 percent complete yeah gamestop pulling their usual stuff where their employees can take yeah. it out and as long as they rewrap it so uh, i'm thinking Oh no, I don't want I don't want to do that. It's cheating. So I want to start my new save file. And I'm playing through the game. I'm I'm enjoying the game, but it's like I gotta beat this game faster because I gotta get I want at least one round of Meta Knight before I even go into the race. Mm-hmm. And I finally beat the game. I ended up finding all the code cubes. Another thing. I had a good time. Yeah. Uh, then I out of curiosity, I went to the first save file that I didn't delete, and it turns out it was a completed save file. He just didn't oh. go after all the code cubes, but he had Meta Nightmare Returns unlocked from the start. Oh, like, damn it. I, like, oh, I could have just I could have just done that. <laughs> but I'm glad but I'm glad I did because like it made me more familiar with the level design from Kirby's mm-hmm. perspective. So when I first played Meta Nightmare Return, the first time I played Meta Nightmare Returns was the morning of the race. <laughs> and I played it, I got about uh, I think it was a one fifteen first time mm-hmm. and uh, that was a great time i thought like some maneuvers were a little hard to pull off and like chaining shuttle loops together is a is an exercise in frustration <laughs> but i had a really good time and i was feeling i was feeling pretty confident 
because I know you guys are sharing your times together. And I saw my first time. And I was like, I can do this. <laughs> I was like, I think I'm going to do this. And sure enough, I did. I got first place. Yeah. Well, the thing, <laughs> the thing with me is the first time I ever played it was I was still sticker hunting for a video where I showed off every sticker in Planet Robobot. So I took my time. I was like, like, oh, here's a sticker. We'll find that. I wasn't trying to race it. And then, like you, I found out that I was part of this race. I'm like guys, I don't do runs. Why am I part of this? And I looked at the time where it's Sunday morning, 10 o'clock. I'm like, okay, I know I'll be free then. Yeah. Let's uh, let's actually go for it. Let's let's try this out. And I did a practice run myself because it's been a while and I got mine t- to, uh, I think like a minute 27, an hour 27, excuse me. Uh, and it's like, okay, that seems reasonable enough. The thing is, I don't know how to pull off shuttle loops. I don't like playing as Meta Knight that much. He's not my favorite. I actually prefer playing as DDD because the hammer power-up is one of my favorites. The sword doesn't really do much for me, and I didn't know how to perform the shuttle loops and didn't realize just how much extra speed they gave. And I think that's the big... And the fact that I accidentally died because I mismanaged my health um, just screwed me in that race, and I was yeah. so far behind. What the problem is, I think, I find with... Uh, not so much with Kirby, yeah, but it's just Meta Knight specifically, is that they try to make him Smash Brothers Meta Knight mm-hmm. without being Smash Brothers Meta Knight. And therefore, the controls are not one-to-one. Like, I'm doing... Like, I'm hitting B by itself, and I'm expecting to do the Mock Tornado spin. <laughs> or I want to do Shuttle Loose just by holding up and B. Yeah. But, you know, in, in Planet Robot, it's down, up, B. And then there's the matter of the, the circle pad getting a little hypersensitive at times, where I want to Shuttle Loose to the right, I end up going left. Because I turned in midair <laughs> while doing that. And it happened like, I don't know, 17 times throughout that race. You can, you'll can you find the feedback on the Find the Charity Room YouTube mm-hmm. probably next week. Uh, but, I mean, when you chain them together, though, it, it's satisfying to do. It just, you got to hope to God the circle pad's working with you <laughs> but when it happens. Yeah. I It's something I have to look into because, I, again, I didn't expect the race. and I was trying to squeeze in as much time yeah. as I could. I mean, regardless but, of that, I think I, I'm glad I participated in the race because that was a lot of fun. Oh, it was. Like, I, like, so you know what though? I'm envious. Like, Ted was able to get a pretty decent time and still talk his mouth off. Uh-huh. I, I play. Like, I wish I can do that. I wish I can talk as well as he does while playing at the same time. Because that's like one of my biggest. It's it's my kryptonite. Like mm-hmm. I can't. I can talk and I can play, but I can't talk and play without losing all sense of motor skills and <laughs> timing and all that sort of thing. You can like um. The biggest example I can think of, so we recently just recorded uh, Stormy Ascent for SGB, mm-hmm. and I'm pausing at, like, every single moving platform or retractable stairs because I cannot concentrate, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because everyone thought it was like, but it's, that's part of the thing. It's a Let's Play channel. You got to talk. Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, what, what, what we, uh, one of the uh, donation incentives that we just unlocked from Platform Mania for 15K was a platinum run. Mm-hmm. Of Stormy Ascent, which means I have to beat that stage in under three minutes to ten seconds without dying. That is insane. I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> practice for that. Now, when we get to streaming that, I'm going to deafen everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I was there for the anybody. rage against the the final level in uh, 3D Land or the bonus level. I don't <laughs> want to hear anybody. I don't want to talk to anybody. <laughs> I just want to hear the game because mm-hmm. that's probably the only way I'm going to be able to do it with the amount of time I have between yeah. now and Wednesday. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's completely understandable because the same thing happened to me. Like, usually I try to talk, but when I stream, it's usually 
RPG, so I can take my time to a degree yeah. and try to, you know, have a little bit more interactions. Um, when it, I, I rarely stream action games, and I can do it, but I do find myself losing it a bit or just not performing as well because you're not giving it that full concentration. And for something, for some of this, like, really intense stuff that you put yourself through, it's no wonder you're dying constantly or having yeah. difficulties. It is rough. <laughs> So bottom line is it's everybody else's fault. Yeah. No one else. Not you. <laughs> that's just that's we that's I think what we're trying to say here. Yep, exactly. So yeah. Uh platform media is still going on for those uh who are listening to this on Patreon. For those on Monday, you'll at least be able to catch um well, whatever going on, on Monday, I forget exactly what, but also Monday is the incentive games. Oh, okay. Tuesday is Incentives the, and then Sonic yeah. Mania. Sonic Mania, yes. Yeah, we still have it. We're putting a few more incentives in front of Sonic Mania. I think one or two of those is definitely me involved because we have another race to do <laughs> that's part yeah. of the incentives. This is what I'm looking forward to. I, I'm not going to lie because it's not every day I get to race in Super Mario Brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, particularly the All-Stars version because I love playing that one the most. But yeah, a Super, a Super Mario Brothers death race essentially yeah. were. Uh, I think it, right as of now, it's only between me and you. Yeah, I think so. Um, and basically what it is is that we're going to race Super Mario Brothers 1, no warps, <laughs> and if one of us game's over, that's it. Yep. You're out. That's it. The end of the race. Which is why I kind of want to get four, because so it goes a little longer than <laughs> who knows how long. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, I, I did practice, and I will say I've never played the all-star versions of super of any of those games. Really? Be- yeah. I didn't, oh, wow. this, I didn't grow up with this SNES. I went to a friend's place just to play Super Mario World, so I experienced that when it was new. Um, but otherwise, what did, I, what did what did you grow up with? Out of curiosity, because you're older than me, right? You're yeah, uh, eighty five. I was born, so you're. Oh, there was like I'm eighty five years old. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you look really good. Yeah, yeah, I'm mm, damn. <laughs> it's that age. Right, so you're, you're, you're like thirty two, thirty three years old. Yeah, I turned thirty two in September. Thirty two um, September. So yeah, I'm a, I, I tend to be a little bit older. So I actually I got an NES from my parents when I was three, uh, my grandparents when I was three. Okay. Poor choice on their part. <laughs> they they regretted that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so started with an NES, and then of course came a time for SNES versus Genesis, and. Swear to God, that freaking blue hedgehog was enough to sell the Genesis on me. It's like, I want Sonic. He looks cool. I want the Genesis. So I grew up with the Genesis. And uh, the, from there, I uh, because I was still playing Sega, my parents were like, oh, the Saturn's out. Let's get him a Saturn. <laughs> Well, that didn't work. So you're out basically, so well. my friend Russ. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're I think pretty you split. and Russ are the only the people the only two people in America that bought a Saturn. Yeah, I I did not. I the the problem with me with the Saturn is I missed out on all the really good games. I I played all the crap games on that system. Like I well, to even gotta, have the good games, you got to live in Japan. So yeah, pretty much. There's there's still a few good ones on there, but yeah, I missed out yeah. a lot of the. Like I was playing crap like Bug <laughs> and oh. Star, I think Starfighter <laughs> but, but, but or but Bug has Sonic in it. It's a, there's like a does like he have Sonic? In? I can't even remember. There's a there's a, there's a Sonic. Yeah, if I remember correctly, I don't remember. If it, did Bug have a sequel? I don't remember. Yeah, Bug Two. Bug. 
Yeah. I don't remember if it was Bug 1 or Bug 2, but there was a bonus stage you play in one of them where you're essentially racing Sonic, and his sprite was ripped right from Sonic 3. Look it oh up if you ever get the chance. I might yeah, have to do that, because like, I yeah. do not remember that little tidbit at all. It's like, but, it's like yeah. Sonic Mania before Sonic Mania. <laughs> I didn't know Bug would like beat it by like 20-something years. Yeah, who would have guessed? Yeah. <laughs> well, the, the, the funny thing with that is, after that, it becomes a little bit more normalized, because you know I wasn't playing much on the Saturn. My parents were like... You interested in a PlayStation? Everybody's talking about that. It's like okay, so I got a I got a PlayStation as they. I was very fortunate that I uh, I got it just as they had a, the new bundles with the DualShock, so I never had the original non-analog stick PlayStation controller. Uh, uh, well, bullet dodged. Yeah, <laughs> pretty, once you go pretty dual, much. Once you go DualShock, you know. Oh yeah, back. I love the DualShock, and yeah, from there I just sort of tried out as much as I could. I didn't get to go back to Nintendo until the GameCube. As far wow. as act- okay. as far as actually owning one, I played it a bunch on like N sixty four and SNES uh, with friends and whatnot. But actually owning it, yeah, I missed out on the SNES yeah. generation, which is why I wanted SNES Classic so damn much. <laughs> <laughs> we're never getting one. You probably realize that. Well, yeah. we're not getting one without paying top dollar because I want it uh, for Star Fox too. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's that alone is the big reason to get it, just to have. Yeah. An actual copy of An that. actual completed version of Star. I'd never they never had thought I'd, I'd love to see a day where that actually was a thing they, they would do. I would thought they wouldn't bother after Star Fox 64. Yeah, uh, I never thought so that, either. Given the original reason of why they scrapped it in the first place. but <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I'm utterly shocked. And I I want it. There's a lot of great games on there. A lot yeah. that I missed out on. It'd be, it'd be fun to try it. <laughs> but I just want it for the novelty. That too. Like It'll I, never replace my Model 1 SNES that I still have that can't read games correctly anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but damn it, I love it. <laughs> I love it to death. Oh, goodness. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Actually, there is one thing else I want to do this weekend. I'm really looking forward to. In fact, it's actually starting soon. Um, the, the DuckTales reboot starts this weekend. Oh, I've been seeing weekend. advertisements for it, yeah. Yeah, it's on Disney XD. It's an hour premiere called... I swear to God, the first episode is called Woohoo. <laughs> what? <laughs> just from the right, right, straight from the uh, freaking uh, the theme song. Uh, it's hour long, and they're playing it for 24 hours straight. And I have no cable, so I'm like, please be, have this. Like, Disney, please have this online some way. Because I, yeah. I don't want to pirate in any way anymore. Like, no, I, no, it, no. It, it, feels wrong like i want to support these things so they continue you know at the same time you also don't want to open up a like a direct tv or comcast subscription for one tv show exactly that's a trap (laughs) yeah that's yeah it's it's really easy to do i'd imagine and it's it's just not worth it because i i did that last year (laughs) because i wanted to catch you know i love better call saul Mm -hmm. you know I, i love uh those kind of TV shows, and I think it was a Steven Universe actually, because I wanted to catch them on Cartoon Network mm-hmm. when they weren't playing Teen Titans Go for the other <laughs> or the new Power hours. of Girls. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, there, there's that. But after a while, it's like I think I'm paying this much money for like two TV shows when I can mm-hmm. probably just download the app or whatever they're trying to shill <laughs> to smartphones <laughs> nowadays. I'm not sure what it, I'm, not, I'm pretty sure Disney has something of the I'm sort. positive Disney has something. Yeah. I'm actually going to take some time to try to look that up because <laughs> damn it I want to see this show I've heard it looks good it's done from the guys who made Gravity Falls uh, they're the ones handling this one I've heard excellent things about the Gravity Falls show um, so I 
I, I can't wait for it. Every bit of preview footage I've seen, I was like, they. It feels like they get it. So I'm just excited for it. <laughs> so, yep. But uh, well, let's go ahead and jump into our uh, news topics this week. We have a fair amount. We actually had to cut a few just because there is so much. Uh, <laughs> been a pretty active week. Who knew? Uh, but first up, and kind of fitting that we have you here, um, Sonic Mania has been delayed by two weeks on the PC. But in order to make up for that, uh, Sega is going to give those who pre-order the game on PC Sonic 1 on the on Steam for free. So, kind of a nice compromise, but I figure most fans that are pre-ordering on PC already own Sonic 1, so I'm not quite sure how, how much value is there. True. And... I don't know why, but I can't help but feel this is a subtle take that to all the Sonic 4 Episode 1 detractors. Because mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you remember this, but when Sonic 4 Episode 1 was first announced and making its rounds, and then the first gameplay trailer showed off and everyone was like, what is this? <laughs> you know, it, like Sonic Retro took the first four seconds or able to... You know, deduce from that that the physics aren't the same and all that sort of stuff. And then this is back when this is this is like 2008, 2009. Oh, so the big yeah. thing about YouTube channels back then were rant videos. And <laughs> I remember one of the petitions was like, "Show Sega where the money's at by buying Sonic One." <laughs> so you're boycotting a game by giving Sega money. <laughs> Smart move. Really smart. But it was Sonic 1 specifically. So now Sonic Mania, for all intents and purposes to us, the real Sonic the Hedgehog 4, gets delayed on the PC. But to make up for it, they give us Sonic 1. I can't help but feel someone's been holding that grudge for nine years. I'm reminded of DBZA. Did you just hold a grudge? But uh, I, yeah, uh, I mean, getting it delayed by I mean, personally, I feel for the, the I feel for the dedicated PC users, mm-hmm. you know, because, yes, they are a thing. Not everybody has a PS4 or Xbox One or a Switch. There are people who just keep it to the PC because at the end of the day, it is quite a sexy piece, especially if you got a good rig. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I was always getting it on the PS4. That's where I pre-ordered it. I uh, got the collector's edition coming, hopefully the day of, if not three years from now <laughs> and but i'm also i'm double dipping as early as day one because that game goes live midnight on <laughs> the ps4 and xbox one and i want access to it immediately <laughs> one because we're playing it for sonic uh, for platform media mm-hmm. two i got a review for it and three it's sonic mania yeah i want to play this game so badly you have no idea i know you have oh, an no idea. i have an idea i i yeah. definitely <laughs> i'm definitely aware <laughs> i mean i you know i <laughs> uh, i mean one of those i mean one of those situations when i want to say so much more but i can't because you, embargo you, and that should you, you, and yeah. that should tell you enough <laughs> like um i can't tell you anything but my good friend uh Barrick. <laughs> yes. Barrick Dittner. Yes. He will tell you everything. Yeah, he'll tell yeah. you everything. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, there are those... There, Unfortunately, the game did leak, which sucks so much. Yeah. Uh, what I, from what do? I hear, that it leaked because of uh, copies going out too early because of the collector's edition. Go figure. Prefer, I think, specifically the Switch version. Yes. I think is what's been leaked. Yes. I don't know how. I don't. I don't. 
really know the uh, roundabouts about that, but apparently it is the Switch version that leaked. Mm. I did not look too closely into it because... I don't want to spoil it for people, you know. I don't want. Yeah, to. obviously. Yeah, and for those like listening in and that they're like hovering over the stop button, don't worry. Yeah, we're no, not. We're, gonna I'm not talk spoiling. About it. Well, first off, anything. I don't even know what's been leaked because I I don't I don't look for that sort of. I don't actively mm. look for that sort of thing. Um, so I wouldn't even be able to leak it if I even if I wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, to be perfectly honest, the leak kind of screws us over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it, it, it's. It really sucks that it, that, that it got leaked. But knowing most Sonic fans, I think most of them are just sort of staying away. They want this yes. to be a fresh experience, which I totally get. Uh, so I'm definitely, uh, you know, I'll be tr- treating it as such, trying not to, like, you know, I don't want to spoil anybody on anything. Uh, but I will say there was a bit of a relief in me when I saw that Sega released the opening cutscene. And I know you've oh. watched that. Yeah, of course. Like six times already at this point. Oh my god. It is beautiful. It is absolutely beautiful. And just pretty much everything I wanted from an opening animation for a Sonic game. Mm-hmm. Which I don't think we've had one since, since CD. CD. Or, yeah. or maybe, I guess, technically, uh, what was it? The, um, oh, the boarding game. The, uh, oh, what the hell was it called? I know the sequel's like Zero Gravity or something like that. Uh, oh, uh, Riders, Riders. Riders. I kept thinking Sonic Runners. Riders. I know it isn't Sonic Runners. Yeah, yeah Sonic Riders. phone game, you're right. Yeah, that had, had a 30-minute OVA. <laughs> <laughs> it's deep lore, man. You gotta, yeah, you gotta have deep. that deep lore. But yeah, I remember that having an animated opening, and that was kind of cool to see. But not in the, like this is definitely an homage to CD and its animation style and just modernizing it a bit. And God, Sonic looks so good in that style. <laughs> I believe the um, the animator, or at least the designer of uh, that cartoon, is the same person who was responsible for the Sonic Mega Drive series, the the short lived series on that and Archie before. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know. Before, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank and, you, IDW. Uh, but if you haven't looked <sighs> them up, yeah, I'm grateful for IDW picking up the series, and I'm wishing them the best of luck with that one because I think a, a fresh start is just what that comic book needed. Mm. Um. But if you haven't read the Sonic Mega Drive series, go look out for it because it is it is a disgustingly adorable and just <laughs> filled a lot of classic Sonic charm that I think fans that grew up with him since the 90s will get a huge kick out of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you're, it seems like if you like this opening animation, you'll likely love Mega Drive. And oh, no doubt. It was, it was one of those cases where I don't buy individual issues. I was waiting for a trade. Archie hates mm. trades. Uh, yes, <laughs> they do. Yes, they do. So, yeah. I mean, I, I still haven't finished all of Mega Man because I was waiting for the rest of the trades. Thanks, Archie. Uh, I've only bought... I only have a couple of trades from Archie. One's the Sonic Genesis reboot and the first Sonic Mega Man crossover. But even then, that's not the complete series. It's broken up into three trades. Three, mm-hmm. Why is it broken up into three trades? I don't know. Uh, they, they have a complete version now, but when yeah, they first but that was like was three two, trades. three years after. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like the first segment the trade came out. It was like, uh, whatever. Yeah. It's... It, at, least, at the very least, IDW hopefully will hopefully make it easier to find you know i hope and so. get these trades one would hope anyway uh but yeah as far as media i'm i'm so looking forward to seeing people's reactions to it and uh yeah. it's, it's apparently because mm-hmm. of the delay the delay was because of bug fixes i think mm-hmm. remember reading that correctly wasn't it that i was, think I, that's what they said yeah they just 
basically that last little little bit of spit and polish, which might be something right. just related to the PC version that makes it a somewhat different. I don't I don't know how development works, so I'm just going to go with it. And fortunately, it's only two weeks. Um, I mean, it sucks. It really sucks. Like I do. Like I like you. I feel for these people that yeah. only have PCs, but. Hanging yeah, because <laughs> you, you think about it as well too. Because you know, my plan for Sonic Mania when it comes out on the fifteenth is like I'm gonna get it, I'm gonna play the hell out of it, I'm gonna make a review, but that review will definitely be out before it comes out on PC. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering, it's like I feel bad for those that can't play the game just yet because they have nothing but a PC, and like this review is probably going to spoil everything yeah <laughs> because it's my personal it's my personal respect a retrospective of the whole thing mm-hmm. you know uh, but talk the hell out of it i'm most likely yeah and i feel bad for those <laughs> i i will say when i review it i'm gonna try to keep the spoilers to a minimum uh like i'm actually i think what i'm gonna do is look up what stages were revealed beforehand and try to stick yeah. to that as far as footage uh that way just nothing New gets shown. Just interlace Sonic Generations footage. They won't notice <laughs> yeah. a thing. Yeah, it's complete. This is the thing. This is mania. Trust yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! But soon, soon, man. Just gotta soon. get through the weekend. Just a couple of days, yeah. So, well, the next bit of news we have here is Nintendo's facing another lawsuit. I feel like these happen all the <laughs> time whenever Nintendo releases a new what system or whatever. Uh, this time for the Joy-Con design. This is from this is being uh, the lawsuit is being laid against them by uh, mobile accessory manufacturer Game Vice, and apparently they believe the Joy-Con infringes on their concept of detachable controllers that can connect to either side of a screen or fl- or a flexible bridge section, to be exact, and they use it for um, pads, tablets, and whatnot. And uh, I, it's one of those cases where, like, the thing that strikes me as odd is, like, they want... Nintendo to cease all further Switch sales. Yeah, which is why this loss is ridiculous. Yeah, that's not going to happen. On some case, in some ways, I can understand a, pa- a lawsuit like this, just because because of the way copyright works, you have to protect your patent. So yes. unfortunately, these kinds of lawsuits have to do be there in order to get those exact bits. But going that extra step and saying Nintendo has to stop selling it when it's just completely different. As far as like what it's being used for, as far I don't know about design or anything like that. I don't know Game Vice that well, but come on. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I mean, at the end of the day, I get a business is a business, mm-hmm. but it no, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, it's not gonna this is not gonna go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Now I'm pretty sure they'll maybe work something out behind closed doors or maybe settle on a court or something yeah, like that if they have a, if they have a case uh, at all. Uh, because I mean, I, th- I believe we live in a world where nothing's original anymore, and everything <laughs> is just a deviation or "quote unquote" inspired by something else, and you just they just run with it. So, for them to first off just try and sue Nintendo for uh, design of a D-pad and analog stick, which has been a thing of for video games <laughs> since forever. Yeah. And secondly, trying to get Nintendo to just outright stop making switches because of it is a pipe dream, and it's never going to happen. Game Vice. I know you listen to this every week. <laughs> You're not going to win that lawsuit. Just no. back away. Just back away. You know, they'll probably get a settlement. That'd be my guess. But this yeah. is not going to stop Nintendo 
at all. Because <laughs> no, I'll be honest, them, I've never heard of Game dollars Pies. that have Mario's face on it. Just to <laughs> mock <go>. them. <laughs> yeah, uh, pretty much. <laughs> Just because of how well the Switch is doing. Oh, and it's going to do so much better when our Odyssey comes out. <laughs> They, oh my God. they better have Switches ready when that game comes out. <laughs> I, I know, hope so. I know so many people that are waiting for that game to actually buy a Switch. I was like, okay, when that's out, then I'll get my Switch. <laughs> so, yeah. Eh, like I said, I can understand to a degree just because of the way the stupid way copyright is, but it's a step too far. So, ugh. Yeah. I'm sure it'll just get taken care of by itself. But anyway, speaking of the law... <laughs> <laughs> We have uh, the announcement of Apollo Justice is coming to to the 3DS uh, with a few extra fe- uh, features as well as uh, some upgraded visuals. And, uh, you know, Yumi and Ted had our little discussion about Apollo Justice, which was a, a long one, if I remember. Um, back when I was trying to play through all of it, I sort of stalled after uh, Apollo Justice. I still need to actually play Dual Destinies and the rest. Uh, but finding time is something else <laughs> but um yeah the visuals got an upgrade and new features have been added including the ability to skip dialogue and an option to play the japanese version of the title uh also some of the new mechanics in the series involve uh actually that's just the other part of the news bit nothing actually new so yeah uh, that's actually kind of cool is that you have the japanese version and not have all the north american edits yeah it, it's basically it's basically just the ios version of the game uh, being ported to 3DS, the same, the exact same as the Ace Attorney trilogy. Oh, okay. That they released for 3DS, it's pretty much the same because that game, that that trilogy collection, lets you choose between the American and Japanese versions as well. Oh, as I didn't well realize as having that. the um, the upgraded visuals of the iOS. Uh, that said, I mean, I think a game like Apollo Justice would benefit the most from the iOS like cleaner graphics because Apollo Justice inherently just had more. Uh, frames of animation for even like the basic objections or the cross testimony all that sort of thing so mm-hmm. uh, visually I think if you haven't played Apologists yet you're in for a treat visually yeah it's a really good looking <laughs> game it's a good looking game and it, it has one of my favorite soundtracks in the entire series that said, that's all I think you'll get out of it. <laughs> because otherwise you're better off skipping it. So <laughs> there are parts of Apollo Justice I enjoyed, but yeah, that the leaps in logic you have to take and would make Miles Edgeworth cry. <laughs> yeah. That's basically all there is to it. Oh my goodness. Uh it, it's it's something else. Like it's cool it's getting out there. They're, they're it, like yeah, the entire yeah. series is available to play on 3DS now, as far as the mainline yeah. titles. That's cool. With good-looking upgraded visuals. Yeah. So if you want to get into the Ace Attorney series, there you go. You have the easiest way to play every single title, uh, if you so choose. And, uh, I, you know, I, I think they're fun games. I think they're well worth experiencing. Even Apollo Justice, just so you can have those conversations. Uh, if you have somebody to talk with about it. If you're on your own, well... Still try it out, see what you think, but don't feel bad if you don't really want to continue. <laughs> that yeah. sort of thing. Uh, but no, that's cool. And oh, I, I don't have it as, as part of our news bits. But do you, did you hear about like that like twelve hundred dollar collection of of what the Ace Attorney games in in Japan? No, I think twelve hundred dollars. Is that the yeah. entire series plus a new game that hasn't been announced yet? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's the entire it's the entire series. Plus, um, 
I, I, I forget what else, but I know the thing that might be causing the most is like some sort of special edition golden plate, like a little like in the shape of a card featuring Phoenix and Edgeworth, uh, like emblazoned in gold. And like, my God, you have to be a it true fan. It comes with an actual lawyer. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> He'll negotiate the cost for you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it's. It's crazy. I will never pay that much for it. I can't imagine many who would. But, uh, you know, there's always that one person out there that's like, I need to have this. Yeah. Money number nine was really disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'll buy this one instead. Yeah, that, there you go. <laughs> I think these are. What, I, I wonder if that person like, ever did get to have dinner with uh, in a food day. Yeah, food day, yeah. Well, really, it's really a cardboard cutout. Okay, <laughs> just stand them up. Yeah. <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> yeah, it's better than nothing. Oh, goodness. Uh, well, just moving on. Apollo Justice coming November, so that's cool. Um, next up, we have sort of a mystery on our hands, which, again, I guess kind of ties in. Uh, mystery art up has appeared in the Mega Man Legacy Collection 2 art gallery for Mega Man 8, and it shows... Mega Man in some sort of stone, like using some sort of stone power, and he actually, his helmet has changed, his arm has changed to reflect this, and it's never been shown in any other Mega Man to date. Like, this is completely new concept art that nobody's ever seen. Yeah, because it wouldn't make sense for it to be part of any other game beforehand, because never before has Mega Man, to my knowledge anyway, classic Mega Man, has ever gotten added like adjustments to his suit mm-hmm. his hands or his helmet regardless for all we know it, it was always just a simple color change but this is completely added onto his helmet and kind of in a way kind of reminds me of Mega Man EXE mm-hmm. uh, from Battle Network but I, I'm guessing people are thinking is this a subtle teaser for a new Mega Man game mm-hmm because that's what I would think it is. It's and it, it's, it's not unheard of. I mean, I'm reaching back with this reference, but um, <laughs> Sonic CD, the original Sega CD release, uh-huh. uh, there were there was a code you could input, and one of them unlocked a hidden image of Tails in a car that said <laughs> "See you next game," and I believe the next game afterwards was Sonic Drift. Oh, okay. Uh, so wow, what an exciting tease! <laughs> yeah, it was. I, I know, like, I, I, I'm going a mile an hour on that one. That's how fast you go in Sonic Drift. <laughs> like, who was excited for Sonic yeah. Drift? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I am so split on whether this could be for a new game or maybe it was a concept for eight that they just never showed before. But I don't believe Capcom's commented on it yet. Or anything like that. Like I don't know where it's come from, so it's sort of sort. Of, it still remains that mystery. I will say though. I mean, I I think there's also didn't Beck changes like the overall design. It wasn't just a color change as well. He actually did yeah, change how his, how he looked. Beck got entirely new like parts to his body whenever he transformed. Mm-hmm. You know, so, so in a way that it is very much Mighty Number no. Nine in that regard, which I would think they would want to distance himself away with. <laughs> but, a, uh, a little bit, but I gotta say, I really like this design. I like it too. And I'm willing, I am I think it's a safe bet that it is a completely new concept art because if it is something from 
an older game. First off, this concept art looks remarkably clean. Yeah. <laughs> and has been preserved really well throughout the years. That is also true. Yeah, <laughs> there's not, uh, usually there's all these little notes. Yeah, there's wear and terror, and it looks like it's made out of a sketch pad. This one looks like it was made digitally. And I'm hoping it does mean a new game, because, you know, Mega Man fans are always yearning for that, and especially after my number nine left a you know, bit of a bad taste in uh, hardcore players' mouths and... Mm-hmm. You know, I I think we're long overdue for that one. And while they're at it, why don't you make a Mega Man X9, please? Yeah, that'd like, be nice. <laughs> a Super Nintendo S Mega Man X9? Yeah. I'd buy that. Actually, it does lead me to a question. If this is for a new game, would you want it to be in the NES style again? Or would you like to see them no. go for like more uh, 7 or 8 style? Yeah. I know, functionally, Mega Man 9 and 10 are fantastic games. Mm-hmm. Well, 9 more than 10. But... <laughs> I'm done with 8-Bit Mega Man. I would like to see something uh, around the, the the likes of 7 again. Or 8, you know, because yeah. 8 for as uh, boring as it is <laughs> and easy still looks great. Yeah. And I would like another Mega game. Man game done. Yeah, I would love another Mega Man done in that style. Yeah. And I could totally see the style working for eight, just that like immediate visual feedback about what it looks like, and just those colorful backgrounds, and just really making his world pop. And I, that's what I want to see. I want to yeah. see that little bit of extra polish because yeah, it's cool to have eight bit Mega Man and all that, but it's been done to death. Most of the games look like that. I want something yeah. visually new, something yeah, that would, changes it. I would love another sixteen bit or thirty two bit attempt. Thing is. If they, if say this was for a future game, and say it, they weren't going eight bits, then it probably will be two point five D. Nothing against that. I have nothing wrong with that. It's just that I prefer sprite based games, and that arm, from an animator standpoint, is pretty damn complicated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there are a lot of segments on that finger and the arm itself. That would be a nightmare to animate constantly. So mm. to save on cost it'd probably be a 2.5 day game which again not the end of the world if it is i am looking forward to uh samus returns yeah. on the 3ds and that's 2.5 day and trust uh, me that game looks freaking gorgeous on the screen i'd imagine so especially when you're actually playing the game mm-hmm. i believe you but i i mo- i always prefer 2d sprites mm-hmm. over uh 3d models so have, have you i don't i doubt you played it but did you at least see Wonder Boy, uh, the Dragon's Trap on the, like the new game they put out that was a remake of the Master System game, and it's hand drawn art. I don't think I have now. Look it up at some point. It is freaking gorgeous to look at. What it was is, it called? Wonder Boy. What uh, Wonder Boy, the Dragon's Trap. Um, the Dragon's Trap. Okay. Yeah, they looked that up. It was originally a Master System game, and that's what's really cool about it is that you can actually, with the pressure of a button, go back and forth between the Master System version and this new hand animated version that again just looks great indivisible is another one that's coming out i I back that one uh just hand-drawn animation so fluid looks so good um like like every 2d game from now on could have like skull girls fluidity i'd be all right with that yeah i'd be i'd be totally down jiggle physics and everything (laughs) it's like mega man's ass jiggles after every jump perfect that's exactly what i've wanted all this time it needed to happen <laughs> no, I honestly I think uh I, I don't know if they how good of a fit it would be, although they did handle Contra uh, way forward in the Shantae 
engine with the Mega Man game. That would look oh. really good. <laughs> yeah, I'd buy the hell out of that. Uh, anyway, <laughs> now we've got our pipe dreams <laughs> done with. <laughs> Let's bring uh, us back to reality. Yeah, the reality, which uh, kind of a surprising reality because the Nintendo World Championships are coming back uh, for 2017. Uh, they're going to be held in October in New York. And uh, all the preliminaries will be there. Then they have um, a different age group, too, for kids under 12, which is, I think, Of course, cool. yeah, because all the 30-year-olds are going to knock their asses silly. Oh, yeah, <laughs> they need to do that. <laughs> they need to break it down into <laughs> age groups, yeah. That was a smart move. Mm, absolutely. So I, uh, I I think it's a cool idea. I like it was actually struck me as kind of odd that they took a year off for the Nintendo World Championships. Yeah, because I thought everybody really liked the 2015 return. And I would think, well, obviously reception to this was positive. It, it was one of the best things about E3 2015 on Nintendo's part. Mm-hmm. So why not do it again? And then they oddly skipped 2016. And now they're bringing it back again uh, past E3. But then again, you know, the Nintendo World Championships weren't necessarily an E3 thing to begin with back in the early oh, no. 90s. Yeah. So uh, for them to bring it back now, I mean, that's good. It gives mm-hmm. people something to do because Pokemon Go is dead. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Although I, I will say for the World Championships, it seems kind of limited because uh, the, it's only available in as far as the qualifiers. New York, San Francisco, Chicago, Los Angeles, Minneapolis, Dallas, Seattle, and Miami. That's not a lot of options. No, it's kind of reminds me of like the the Smash Four demos and your local Best Buy in quotes because it was never in a Best Buy that was actually near you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's the same thing here is Best Buy once again is like this is going to be some crazy busy Best Buys. It's going to be a bit of a mess. And I, I don't know. You think they're going to use the uh, championships to announce anything? Like they you they did use the championships to announce. Um, Kind of uh, uh, Federation Force. <laughs> Federation Force. There was also. Did they? Wait, did they? I don't know they, if they. Uh, they Earthbound Beginnings. Oh right, they did show off Earthbound Beginnings. Earthbound Beginnings. Was oh, Mother Three coming. Yeah, there we go. Mother <laughs> Four confirmed. There we go. <laughs> I think I got that right. Uh huh. Um. Uh, hmm. <laughs> I, yeah, I know. I mean, it's Nintendo. They could use it for something. They could not use it for something. Uh, it's completely up in the air. I already know. I already seen people get excited, like, "Ooh, ooh!" Could they use this to opportunity to announce Smash Brothers Switch, whether it's an upgrade or a new game? It's like, are they live streaming it? I mean, I'd assume that they they'll likely so live stream. I would assume they would live stream it, just because why? Why bother otherwise? You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, something like that. I mean. I mean, they, well, they wanted to live stream it, and then we go to their Twitch feed, and it's just the wizard <laughs> for, for like an hour and a half. See, what we like, didn't realize know. is this is a documentary form of the wizard. It's a remake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Starring Fred Savage. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, so, what do you think? Do you, I'm guessing you're not going to take the time to try to compete. <laughs> no, because... Let, I'm reading the. I'm skimming through the, the description again. It's like eight Best Buys around the United States. So, to my knowledge, there are, it was like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight Best Buys total in eight different cities, which mm-hmm. means one Best Buy per city, which means it's probably going to be a madhouse, mm-hmm. especially in New York because that's closest to me. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to bother. <laughs> yeah, I 
don't blame you because I mean it's I've I've taken two trips to New York this year. It's real. It's not that hard to get to it by train. My God, <laughs> the insanity of uh, like the the busyness of that city, the busyness of a Best Buy, and everybody lining up to however they're doing these qualifying rounds. Like I have no idea. Um, Actually, oh wait, no. Uh, players are divided into groups based on their age, with kids uh, 12 and under playing as Mario on Mario Kart 7's Luigi's Mansion stage, while those 13 and older would play as Bowser on Mario Kart Super Circuit's Bowser Castle, 1, Bowser Castle 1. Those with the best time over the two-day event in each location's age groups will advance to the Nintendo World Championships in New York. It's first come, first serve, so they, it looks like there will be a cutoff if you don't make it early enough. Yeah, okay, um, so it means all the 30-year-olds will be camping out the night before <laughs> pretty much also screw them for making us play super circuit yeah <laughs> oh my god i didn't really i didn't fully realize that ah that is one of the i i had to play super circuit to get footage for comparison videos for the when mario kart 8 was coming out that's the first time i'd ever played it i hated it oh my god it was just well, we know you uh up-and-comers are hard to please so we here at nintendo say kiss our ass you're super circuit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah kids get the kids can smart. play mario kart 7 because yeah. they, they 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 take our games with a smile yeah, exactly. We're, we're, they're, they're not jaded yet. We're not going to ruin that for them. <laughs> but you can buy our rose-tinted glasses over at Nintendo New York. <laughs> it was store worth going to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you will spend money. <laughs> yeah, I, I was I was over there a couple of years ago. Uh, it was from it was for the Sonic Boom event in New York. Uh, I went there for the weekend. Uh, first time in a long time I went to New York, and uh, of course my first destination was Nintendo. It was it was still called Nintendo World back then. Mm-hmm. Uh, now it's just Nintendo New York, and that's where I got my Luigi mug, the one you see on my profile icon on Twitter, <laughs> and the one I carry every once in a while. Yeah, to have, have to uh, <laughs> get it, get a new one eventually. Yeah, it is showing its age. Yeah, I, I will say it's actually like I was surprised how easy it is to get to New York like by train from where yeah, we're. At. I love taking train. And oh, it's especially with the switch now. Oh my god! Yeah, uh, it's so relaxing. Yeah, it's uh, so it's so nice, You're so easy to get here. to, and it's about a mile and a half walk to the Nintendo New York store from where you. Uh, I think Penn Station is where you get into. Yeah. So that's easy. Yeah. yeah, it's not too far at all. So easy to make a day of it, which I would recommend if you have the chance. It's you know, it's New York. It's fun. Yeah, by all means, give it a shot. Yep. Well, the final bit of news uh, today, if this for this week, at least that we decided to cover, uh, a new Fortune Street was announced for the PS4. Only in Japan so far, but I really hope it comes out in the in the states. It gets localized <laughs> because if you haven't yet, take the time to watch this the trailer for this game. Look it up. Just look up. I don't know Fortune Street PS4. And it's it features characters from Dragon Quest and Final Fantasy. And there is something so surreal about Sephiroth being a business tycoon. And at the very end, lowering his sword to Cloud, who's being all dejected. And there being a dollar bill at the end. And Cloud looking up and actually smiling at him. Because, yay, we're all having fun together playing Monopoly, essentially. <laughs> and then he stabs her from the back. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Like he reaches for it, it's like pulls her in front, and just like money, <laughs> the sword goes through her as well. It's like, yeah, no cloud. <laughs> oh goodness! But the thing is, I 
I enjoy Fortune Street. I've had a chance to play with other people, and it's a lot of fun. It sucks single player, at least the one on Wii, but there is something fun about it, and I like the the stock options aspect of it. It's it's just a really interesting and fun take on Monopoly if you're into yeah. that sort of thing. And it is sort of cute to see these characters do their thing, like playing as whatever character you want. <laughs> Yeah, this goes beyond going to the gold saucer while Meteor threatens to annihilate <laughs> the planet in a seven days. Uh, I've uh, I've only played Fortune Street a couple of times, and that were both for too many games last year with the Brain Scratch crew. We mm. have, have it uploaded on the channel if you want to check it out. I apologize, except not really to any Angela fans out there, because <laughs> uh, I think it was a, I think it was one to one accurate character depiction. Oh, totally. That's that's uh, exactly how it is. <laughs> I like the idea of you know to seeing like I think Dragon Quest characters or and Mario characters just huddle together to play Japanese Monopoly <laughs> because I don't know I don't think anybody in their lifetime ever asked for that combination. No, I don't and then think Nintendo so. just said, "Here's it anyway." <laughs> now give us money. Yeah, I kept hearing about this series when I was younger. I'd read it and read about it in magazines, and they say crazy board game crossover between Final Fantasy characters and characters from this set of series. There was probably Dragon Quest at the time as well. And I'd be like, what? That sounds crazy. I want that. Why isn't that coming out over here? And then, of course, we did finally get Fortune Treat, and you look at it, it's like, oh, this is what it is? That's weird. But it's one of those games I think you do have to give it a shot. Like, watch the Brain Scratch, the, them play it, get a sense of it. I, I also, the, re, how, the way I got into it is watching the Runaway guys play it. Yeah, that's uh, how a lot of people I imagine would uh, get into it. Yeah, I, I finally got a look at it. I realized what it was like. It's like you know, there's actual strategy with this one. There's still luck, of course, because it's dice rolls. Yeah, but there is strategy involved, and I like that aspect to it. So I just need to find more people to play it with. So hopefully, there's one line with this PS4 version as well. <laughs> I hope so too. I mean, true, there was nothing really stopping us from playing the game anyway because I believe the PS4 is region free, as that's is the PS. PS3, but saying it's in Japanese. Yeah, <laughs> and there, there does seem to be there isn't, I think, enough text in Fortune Street that you want to know what's going on. Yeah. Uh, or to very least understand what you're doing. Yeah, exactly. It's like, <laughs> I have an idea. I mean, I'm sure you can figure it out, but it's, it's a little, probably a little tricky. <laughs> that guy rolled the dice and my stocks crashed. What'd I do wrong? <laughs> you forgot to invest. <laughs> I just hope any read the manual. I just hope anytime uh, Sephiroth takes money from somebody, he stabs him in the back with the sword, and, like <laughs> yeah. money comes out of the front. Yeah, he he, he stabs you in the back metaphorically and literally. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it'd be so good. Just, just I don't know. Oh, and Kafka's in it. I forgot about that as well. Yeah. Hey, he's got a crush on one of the Dragon Quest characters. Yeah, That's a little yeah. odd. <laughs> Crest, a que- uh, crush on Jessica, I believe, was the yeah. one he, had, he was crushing on. That's um, so bizarre. I only thought he had a hard on for Chaos. <laughs> I, I thought so too, but apparently yeah. she is Chaos. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, she is Chaos personified. Sonic Adventure 3 confirmed. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. I don't know if it'll come out. I hope it does, if only for the, because of that trailer and wanting to just play more of it and hopefully having better AI in this one that don't cheat like <laughs> Oh, you know that's going to be the case. Uh, no matter the party game, the AI cheats because they got to give you something to do because you have no friends. 
<laughs> you don't have to remind me of that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually not here. <laughs> Derek's I'm talking just, to himself. Yeah, I'm just actually now. talking to myself. <laughs> Nobody actually hears Johnny's thing. He's like, I, I, I think Derek's losing it. What, what, what's he yeah. reacting to? <laughs> you know, I saw Derek and John and I were in the same room at the same time. Yeah, ain't that weird? Yeah, really. And really he keeps bizarre. talking about this fight club that we says we we shouldn't talk about. I don't I don't quite get it. Never forget Bob. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Bless you, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> oh goodness. Well, that's it for the news topics this week. Uh, so we'll go ahead and get to our Patreon topics. And as always, for just one dollar a month, you guys can support us on Patreon. Uh, get these podcasts up three days early every Friday best we can there's a little bit of exception every every so often here when just scheduling doesn't want to work out uh as well as offer up topics like the ones we have here so uh i guess johnny why don't you go ahead and go first with your topic okie dokie here let me get the, the thing back up here just <laughs> you're not prepared oh my god no, it's a it's a chaos a second okay this one was uh <laughs> this one's brought to you by reynolds foil Round. okay uh geo diet asked what did you want to become later when you were a child i'm guessing he he means what did you want to be when you grew up when you grew up yeah, yeah. uh see the funny thing is is that i didn't exactly know what i wanted to be as an adult until i want to say the f- last two years of high school and the first like couple of years in college originally i wanted to be an art teacher mm-hmm. um, because i always felt since middle school and really in high school that there was a severe lack of teachers in just basic arts and crafts, like even like pottery and all that sort of thing, especially in illustration and uh, painting. Not that I'm a painter, I suck at it. <laughs> um, so I wanted to mitigate that by becoming a teacher myself. So my first year of college, I went to Teal College of Liberal Arts in Greenville, Pennsylvania. It's like a six hour drive from Philadelphia. Uh, it's a ghost town. Don't ever go there. <laughs> <laughs> it's got one Walmart and wow, a lot that, of shut down local businesses because of that Walmart. That sounds exactly like my college town. Holy yeah. crap. Like they hang out because the Walmart was far away. The hangout spot was a Dunkin Donuts that somehow went out of business. How does a Dunkin Donuts go out of business in a college town? Yeah. The joke is there's a Starbucks at every corner. Not this place. Apparently not. It sucks you dry. <laughs> <laughs> but originally, anyway, yeah. I, I wanted to become an art teacher. Uh, but I believe even getting a, a to do that, you need a master's degree, which requires like six years <laughs> of college. <laughs> uh, but uh, along the line, I, I decided to switch and wanted to become more of an illustrator and animator, specifically an animator, because I took a three week class during high school uh, recommended to me by my art teacher. She was such a sweetheart. And I hope she's doing okay nowadays. I haven't seen her in a long time. And she recommended me the three-week class. And i that's when I first discovered animation for myself, the process. And I ended up really loving it. And I decided to pursue that, just become an animation uh, student. And, I mean, later down the road, if, say, YouTube doesn't work out for me anymore, mm-hmm. whatever the reason that may be, because I refuse to go back to retail at this point in my life, <laughs> uh you know, maybe I'll go back to school and mm-hmm. further pursue my education in that one because I would like to do that. I wouldn't mind. I would. I wouldn't mind doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I like what I'm doing now, and I want to keep doing what I do. 
It's a good job. Yeah. <laughs> it tends to be it a good job. It pays the bills. Keeps yeah. the roof under my head. Exactly. A roof under your head. Wow. That's uh, some roof. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a really small house. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, just, I just imagine a little house with like your body's underneath, like underneath the roof, but your head's sticking out above. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'm my own lightning rod. <laughs> um, sort of similar situation for me because I... I would, you know, I read gaming magazines, and I was always into English. Like, English was always one of my favorite subjects. I just really got into it, and I loved to read. I was just voracious reader when I was a kid. And I, I, I would read, of course, gaming magazines as well, and I would look at that, and I was like, wow, you can actually make a living doing this? Oh, that's cool, but I doubt I'll ever be able to get, do something like that. So I never really thought about it. And so I really couldn't figure out what I wanted to do either. I, 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 what I wanted to do was become an author, write my own stories and whatnot. But you want to talk about a starving artist. <laughs> you know, there's <laughs> no way to make that work uh, and have a steady paycheck until you make it big or, you know, sell enough. Uh, it, is, it is a rough, rough way to do it. So, Probably why you should be better established for something else before you even attempt it. So my mother is like... You spend a lot of time building foundation mm. because uh, I'd imagine being a successful writer is pretty do or die. Yeah, it really feels like that. And the thing is, I would write constantly as I was getting, as I was in high school and college. Like I had um, these story ideas that I would jot down. But the thing is, I was never fully satisfied with them. I was constantly going back and rewriting them. And so I, I had these epic stories in my head, but because I wasn't satisfied with how they were co- turning out, I was constantly just editing them up. And I never I never got it in me to just write, you know, to just go forward and worry about the details later. Uh, that's I was always one of my weaknesses. I had and I had these big concepts, but I just could not get back to them. And I loved, you know, part of me always like wouldn't mind going back and making an attempt. Maybe not on the old stories I have because looking back, they do feel derivative. I like to try something a little bit more. Oh my! Don't remind. Me. <laughs> you know, so, so the, you, you're more on the writing side. I'm obviously I'm more on the the illustration side. Mm-hmm. And before I did animations, I used to do comic books mm-hmm. and. Uh, First one of the first comic books I ever did uh, was a character. His name was Stryker. They get to how mid nineties and edgy <laughs> that was. Watched a lot of X Men. Yeah, and that, that was that was just his name. But it was such a big ripoff of Dragon Ball Z oh. you know, because that was the thing at the time. And that was uh-huh. what I loved watching. That and Power Rangers. <laughs> uh, and it was, yeah. I'm going to be a millionaire <laughs> one day. Just watch. <laughs> for me. I, I can tell you the origin of one of mine, um, where it started out as a Final Fantasy fan fiction. And, Been there. And, and, but the thing was, I, to me, it was like, well, this is perfect because I because Final Fantasy always have different characters and situations for each of their games. Yeah. I'll just make my own original ones and put in those Final Fantasy elements. And then as I was writing, it was like, as I was writing, I was like, this is dumb because <laughs> because I'm like, you know, if we're going to make fan fiction, I might as well work on my own story, get rid of the Final Fantasy elements and make my own stuff work. And uh, that's how it eventually 
morphed into that, but it still felt derivative because of that. Like I was still pulling on those old tropes that I just didn't want. Like my cast was way too big. Uh, and I was so dead set because I had these ideas for what they would eventually do, but managing them in the bit to bit it was like, oh my God, why did I decide to start? That it was a good idea to start with eight God, <laughs> eight characters. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I had to censor myself there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you, get, you kind of get passionate, but yeah, eight, char- eight characters to balance at the beginning and just get bigger and bigger from there as far as side I used characters. To write, I used to write five fix in high school. <laughs> Yeah, sorry, because I was like, I'm trying to remember. Okay, uh, my friend Matt, mm-hmm. uh, SGB Matt, uh, he started writing his own fan fiction on. Uh, I don't know if you ever heard of Zanga. Zanga. Uh, it was pretty much a. It, it's pretty much an, a, like another variation of Live Journal. Oh, okay. Where you just write diaries as pretty much online diaries. Yeah, and we yeah. just use that as the basis for fan fiction for whatever reason cuz I don't think Tumblr was a thing back then. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> or fanfiction.net. And he started writing his own thing and he he used us as the basis for other characters like uh high school friends and all that mm-hmm. sort of thing as the basis for characters and pretty much just got a lot of fun fancy elements in it. So I pretty much said I can do that too. <laughs> <laughs> I, like I wrote my own sort of thing too. It was it, it was a piece of crap. Like nowadays, you know. I think oh yeah. Has super oh, I, I I mean, I still have the files for all of my writings. Yeah. I but I I kept them. <laughs> I don't regret it because at the same time I was able to create some you know original things for that. Well, at least after like the third story, whoever <laughs> 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 was like, it's like I haven't talked to people in years. I don't even think they're my friends anymore. Uh, <laughs> So I I made some more original things, and it also gave me an excuse to like draw some of those concepts that I had in my head, put them on paper. Mm-hmm. So I was appreciative of that, and but uh, that, that's actually kind of the reason why I I'm able to write scripts for videos, you know, because mm-hmm. for all for all intents <laughs> and purposes, writing a script for a review is essentially writing an English paper. Yeah, each and much. every single time, with with my extremely limited vocabulary and <laughs> sentence structuring and grammar. It's a process, but it's a comfortable <laughs> process. That's why I, I most often not try to write as I, as I talk. Yeah, because um, you gotta have you gotta feel comfortable about this. Yeah, you gotta feel natural as you say it. Yeah, and that, that, I I keep that in mind too. Like I will adjust scripts if I'm having trouble reading uh, reading something off the page. I'm like I, I I can't do this. Like change it, change it, change it. Make this work. Um, so when you're uh, writing reviews for the for the channel, do you feel you're essentially killing two birds with one stone with what you originally wanted to do actually yes i'm i was super happy because you know i i eventually went to school for oddly enough like we feel very similar here just on the opposite side of the tracks english teacher (laughs) but i got into the education (laughs) program and i freaking hated it like it was just not for me i don't know whether it was the teacher or just the way it was all set up but um you know how you had to like certain papers you had to have like annotated bibliographies and I right. hated those. Like I loved English but I hated annotated bibliographies. So uh, I don't want to read the Bible. That's, yeah, exactly. that's bibliography, John. <laughs> <laughs> they were t- basically teaching us that lesson plans are daily annotated bibliographies yeah. and I'm like, "Oh hell no. <laughs> I can't do it." So eventually I My ditched. mom tells me her, my mom is a teacher a teacher assistant. She's not oh, a full teacher but she's a teacher assistant. But she has to be involved with the lesson plans as well for preschoolers and Ugh. kindergartners. And if it's just for those age group, I cannot imagine what it's like for elementary or middle school or high school. Ugh, you know, it has to be what, awful. I have way more respect for teachers now than I did in high school. Oh, totally. Like that because I was a little 
little. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I had to censor myself there. For a second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, the, 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 those memories sort of bring up that, that sort of feeling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I totally like going to that program. Like people can make it through that and actually put up with those lesson plans. Bless you. Like, holy crap. Because uh, I, I did change majors back to just pure English. But I got the last laugh because I eventually got this job, you know, <laughs> doing the whole game explaining thing. I was like, holy crap, I'm doing the whole childhood thing. I was like, I want to be like those magazine writers that work for like official PlayStation magazine or EGM or whatever. And also got to do my writing because of scripts write, script writing. It's not quite the writing I was thinking of, but same sort of idea. I think analyses are where I get my to flex those creative muscles uh, coming up with like theories. And if you wonder why I go into the, like these story theories for a lot of my analyses whenever I get the opportunity to, that is why. That is my uh, writer side coming out and like saying hello. I think that's why Don't I had a lot of fun with uh, the completely incorrect um, Pokemon Sun and Moon uh, all like element theory or however it yeah. was. Don't lie uh, yourself. You're just trying to get them, them, them Matt Pat bucks. No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's where the real money's at. <laughs> yeah, right. But that's just the theory. Uh, <laughs> I, I do. I did find it kind of interesting though. Um, when you said that we looked at what Matt was doing, it was like, I can do that because that's essentially the t- t- frame of mind you had for starting up your channel. I can do that. <laughs> yeah. I can do that. I can do this. I can do that. I mean, I mean, hell. I mean, at first it might be derivative, mm-hmm. sure, because you're just testing waters and seeing if you can actually do it or not. Mm. But when you keep doing it, that's when eventually it'll become its own thing. Yeah, and you put your own spin on it. That's how pretty much everything is created nowadays. Essentially, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm pretty sure we invented everything eons ago <laughs> yeah simpsons did it <laughs> yeah yeah there you go exactly the simpsons did it South Park's clear with head of it um so now it's not a matter of just trying to be rich i mean if you can tr- if you could be original i mean god bless you mm-hmm. that, that's really hard to come by especially nowadays what's more, most important is that you find an identity for yourself and you work off that identity you try and have fun with that identity and not worry too much about what others are doing, mm-hmm. because if you keep comparing yourself to others, and oh, comparison to others yeah. is the easiest way to just bum yourself out. Yeah, bum Be- yourself out and make uh, you feel like you're not accomplishing much. Exactly. If you're looking at others and the progress they're making, it's like, why am I not making progress progressing that fast? Oh God, I'm awful. What's wrong with me? That kind of thing. Comparison yeah. is the worst thing you could do. <laughs> yeah. So. Although I really wish I was making Matt Pat bucks. <laughs> That'd be nice, yes. <laughs> Get a house off the street. <laughs> Do you think if I gave Markiplier his daily Pepsi, he'd give me a million dollars? <laughs> you know, it's worth a shot. <laughs> yeah, yeah they're probably, because oh, like, I'm way past the point where I'll ever get in contact with Oprah. <laughs> so. <laughs> Uh, doing her own thing. Yeah, I, I, Oprah's. I don't think going on TV. I don't know what Oprah's doing anymore. <laughs> Oprah is living in her mansion full of Ben Franklin's. Yeah, that sounds about right. She's Scrooge McDucking it up. <laughs> yeah. Oh goodness. Well, th- that ended up being a lot deeper of a conversation than I thought it would be. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Geo Diet, for your question. Yes. Uh, my to- uh, my topic uh, comes from Justin Barda, who says. 
Hey Game Explain, I've been replaying several Metroid titles in preparation for Samus Returns. I just finished Other M, which I've always liked. I realize this is a contrary opinion, and I've heard a couple of you say in previous discussions that you are not fans of it. That being said, what are your personal thoughts on Metroid Other M, the most recent Metroid title? Well, somebody's obviously forgetting Federation Force. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Maybe they don't like it that much. Like, that, that doesn't count. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Thank you for the... Th first of all, thank you, Justin. Uh, second of all, I'm glad you like it. Because here's the thing. When I played Other M, there was a lot to like about that game, I feel. Um, I wasn't... Like, when I first started playing, I was like, all right, I'm not sold on Samus's voice. She is not emoting worth a anything like like i can't i don't even think if you give her a cookie she'd smile she just sounds <laughs> depressed as all hell it's like oh my gosh woman <laughs> emote uh so i was kind of down on that but when i got to the gameplay i was like you know this is pretty fun the biggest problems i had with it of course was the fact that i'm using a damn d-pad for 3d movement which got really uncomfortable really quick and then whenever you had to go into the first person mode you had to readjust the wii remote and point around those are the only two bits offhand it's i have not played other m since i first played it um, as far as gameplay that i did not like otherwise there's a i did enjoy the game at, for the most part, from a gameplay standpoint, it's when you get into the story and those elements that I think it begins to fall apart and becomes a less enjoyable experience because you are connected to Samus because of all the other games. And yeah, her she's not emoting at all, but you still care for the character and then seeing certain scenes play out uh, and whatnot, it does, doesn't work out. And then the whole, of course, Adam thing. Uh, and I was ex I was so excited when I thought when I saw Adam was going to be in this because I was I love fusions and I was like oh cool we're going to see why she has so much respect for this man P after playing it why does she have so much respect for this man <laughs> <laughs> I swear he's out to get her killed <laughs> yeah because that because that aspect was also quite dumb um, it's just I think it's those little moments like. There is a good game within Other M crying to get out, but it's it gets buried by very poor decisions. <laughs> I mean, I am pretty sure we can have at least three other podcasts <laughs> on Other M's story alone if we were to open that can of worms. Mm. I don't want to, but I'll <laughs> keep it short. Other M, to me, I mean, I'm pretty much on the same boat as you are. Well, I'm not as forgiving as a few things in the story but <laughs> the story to me sucks yeah i don't like what it did to the series uh characterization of samus well to be fair samus didn't really have any character until other m to be fair mm -hmm. but that's kind of what i liked about it is that it let you make your own interpretation because they let they let us do that with mario they let us do it with link why not let us do that with samus yeah uh the other thing was the authorization system and how that affected gameplay because it just made no sense. It was it was an asinine gameplay limitation that took me out of it from what was otherwise, for all intents and purposes, I like to say that a lot, I'm sorry, <laughs> a 3D Metroid game that I think structurally is pretty solid. I agree. The gameplay is no doubt the best part of Other M, and I would love to see another attempt. Yeah. Because there is a lot of potential in the other M's formula. Because I I did love shooting bad guys down in 3D. 
I too would have liked the analog stick for 3D movement <laughs> because we're not in Crash Bandicoot days anymore. <laughs> uh, we did an analog stick for 3D movement. I loved shooting enemies down with the charge shot. I loved the the dodge maneuver. Mm-hmm. I loved how it gave you a full charge shot whenever you, you successfully pulled it and follow up with a charge shot of your own. I liked the close quarters combat. You know, there was yeah. there was an element. There, there was, was a very sense dynamic of speed element. and agility for yeah. Samus in this game. Oh, great. It was very in your face at times too, which I knew I never thought I'd get with a Metroid game, but other M proved me wrong. And as as far as the game goes, it's okay. But there are a lot of cracks at the seams. <laughs> and it to me it just falls apart in too many areas for me to consider it a great game. Great idea, just floppy ex- sloppy execution. Mm-hmm. But I would love to see another attempt. Yeah, I think it... Metroid, another M. <laughs> another M, there we another go. Another M. <laughs> <laughs> but that doesn't spell out mother. That doesn't work at no. all. That's mother <laughs> Meowther. Yeah, there you go. Oh, goodness. I mean, we're kind... I do like that Samus Returns is using elements from other M, like that counter system. That's cool to yeah. see return, like that to see. Like I'm glad they are taking some int- inspiration from it. Yeah, um, start start small. Yeah, see if people click with it, and then if they do, the next time to make another Metro game, which I'm hoping at this point is something original, mm-hmm. and not a remake of another. Because <laughs> at, well, at this point, they would have to remake Super, and I'm not totally down with that idea. Uh, I would like a sequel to Fusion. Yes, um, that'd be nice. But uh, whatever they decide to do, I I hope. It's with other M's formula again. Only mm-hmm. no authorization system. Just bring me the those <laughs> statues. That's all we want. Mm-hmm. And just have fun with it. Yeah. I I feel like... Now I feel like my author side's coming out. But yeah, here's my author side <laughs> coming out uh, for this. The It still would have problems on a basic level. But you also have to rework a lot of things because of this. The game would work much better if it was uh, positioned as a sequel to a direct uh, like taking place after the original Metroid and before, um, I guess Metroid Prime. Since I was I was about to say Metroid Two, but the Prime series takes place in that little span there too, I believe. Uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, because there is our Metroid around Metroid around, and we still have to exterminate them uh, come Metroid Two. Um, but I still feel it would work there. Maybe even a prequel to the original one in some That's- way. If you know it'd be, you'd be surprised how much that would fix the story. Mm-hmm. If because it was before, if it was before Metro One, yeah, it was before she was inexperienced, she was in over her head, she didn't understand what this or this meant because she, yeah, she she just left. She's fresh off the academy. <laughs> yeah, she, she yeah she just left and started her bounty she hunter just career. Left and started and bounty hunter. So she has no idea what she's getting into. It would it would make the Ridley freak out way more it, it would make way more sense to really freak out mm-hmm. and you know the whole relationship with adam and laura thing yeah yeah it should have been a prequel to the first game yeah it should have been i think that would solve so many issues you have all these people that she knows from academy she's getting the hang of it but and then as the other marines start getting dropped off she's having to become more and more self-reliant and she becomes the badass becomes more yeah. stoic because she, she becomes has... yeah she becomes hardened as a result of those experiences in the bottle ship mm-hmm. You know, yeah. not the other way around. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It does not work that way. No, it doesn't. Uh, it, it, it's like, cause it, you, you, I know even if you don't count 
prime as can a cannon. She still kicked Ridley's ass twice before. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, this this is not an issue. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, really not. I mean, making it a prequel to cause its own problems as far as like her suits or upgrades, all that stuff. But I still feel like there's ways that they could make that work and i would love to see it even even integrating the the metroids having the mother thing where she finds a species and actually wants to care for it and of course everything's being exploited so you could still get the mother aspect there um and maybe even have a reason for why she did like come super metroid like i'm gonna spare this one (laughs) you know like she fails to save the one she finds in this what if scenario we have (laughs) uh I, I think I could have done without the whole nurturing aspect of Samus, yeah, of, of Samus because they never go into her past with her parents or anything like that in any of the games, to my knowledge. Like I know there's that manga because I know seven people are listening to this are going to bring <laughs> up that damn manga. Uh, that you know she was robbed of her 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 childhood essentially because of Ridley and all that sort of thing, and I think she would. In the, she sees in the baby Metroid an opportunity to be the mother that she never had, you know. Mm-hmm. But that's never been a thing in the Metroid series. No, that's I never mean, been a plot point. The Her most parents are birds. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She was parents were killed by Ridley, raised by the Chozo, and if anything, know, there have should have been that. a scene where she like takes some food, garbles it up, and force feeds it into the Metroid. <laughs> <mouth. laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. But that's gross. Uh, yeah, <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> but I, I think that's what makes Other M frustrating away because we can see the potential of it. It could have been so much yeah. better than what it was. Yeah, it definitely could have. But placing it after Super was definitely the biggest mistake that thing ever oh, did. Oh, God, yeah. Life. That <sighs> make an Adam a total asshole. But, yeah. Uh, whatever. Yeah. And, like, actually hearing that, like... Even in fusions, I was like, "Really, lady? That's what you're calling her?" And hearing, and actually hearing voice acting doing that, I'm like, "Yeah, like I thought, it does not work." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> shut up, Adam. <laughs> yeah, shut up, Adam. It's just, just go away. Should have just got that one time. Just shut up, Adam. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been good. It was like dis- yeah. disobeying his orders. Yeah. Oh, but well, we get one thing like that. I mean, yeah. she, I think when she activates the screw attack for herself. Yeah. Yeah, like, it's like any objections, Adam. It's like, no, that just should have been. It's like, well, kiss my ass, Adam. Just, just kiss my ass. Go away. <laughs> just go away, Adam. <laughs> Nobody likes you. Yeah. Uh, Your brother had the right idea. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, excuse me. Um, <laughs> well, we have one more topic, a combined topic. I don't know if you had any input on this, but I thought it, it still sort of fits. Same with Metroid for you. Uh, sure. And I also. Usually, Ash is the one to pick music-based questions, but with you here, I was like, you know, this is kind of perfect. So, Kevin Hernandez says, which series has better music, Mario or Sonic? For me, I like Sonic better. Sonic music styles like jazz, hard rock, heavy metal just give him the chills. And I honestly like Infinite's theme from Sonic Forces more than Jump Up Superstar from Super Mario Odyssey. I've listened to it at least 200 times in three hours. It's awesome. What do you think? Thanks, guys, and keep up the awesome work. Kevin. This... <laughs> Kevin. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. 
but you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> At least as far as Infinite's theme. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Infinite's theme has that kind of cheese that I like. It reminds me of the Sonic Adventure character themes. Mm. But, you know, I'm not going to go online and say this is like top 40 billboard top of the charts <laughs> sort of music. No, Mm-mm. they're bad songs, but I love them because I don't know. It just seems appropriate for the character in the series. Yeah. But to say it's better than Jump Up Superstar, a legitimately great theme. <laughs> nah, nah, just can't. Can't agree with you there, man. Can't mm. agree with you there. <laughs> what about otherwise? Because I pretty much agree with you. I prefer Jump Up Superstar, but Mario or Sonic. And I was thinking about this. I'm like, damn, that's a that's a hard choice. Be- well, to bring up Kevin's comparison here, both Mario and Sonic have had jazz, rock, hard, uh, hard rock, and heavy metal you know that's mm-hmm. the one the one genre of music is not exclusive to one they both have their share of the genre especially with mario's nowadays holy hell yeah i mean that's pretty much exactly what our odyssey is is a lot of big band uh, big band ensembles swing especially <laughs> you know um and sonic didn't really get into the whole jazz scene until i want to say adventure adventure one uh mm-hmm. Now, it's true. Sonic is... Uh, I, I affiliate more uh, heavy metal and rock with Sonic. Yeah. And I think he does those really well, especially like Adventure 2 onward. Uh, but Mario's had his share of that, too. Hell, I, 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 <laughs> metal with Mario goes as far back as Super Mario World. Listen to Bowser's theme and tell me oh, that's yeah. not heavy metal. You know? That is true. Uh, <laughs> now, as to what series I think does it better, uh, I don't... I, I can't... I don't think you can answer that question because they've gone through so many different genres of music throughout their long lifespans that they have given us a large variety of flavors to choose from. You know, mm-hmm. it's one of the reasons why I, I think people are so hard to pick one of their favorite Sonic soundtracks or one of their favorite Mario soundtracks because a lot of them offer a different style of music that gives it its own identity and they like it because of that yeah and it depends on whether what kind of genre like i mean personally i mean what do you for let's say sonic what do you look for specifically it's hard to say because i think i look for somewhat different things for between 2d and modern modern i i associate sonic with with the cheesy songs you know yeah playing through them and having like an actual uh spoken like actual singing during the songs rather than just yeah. the pure music like actual vocal themes in the middle of the stage yeah exactly yeah uh that's you know I, I i expect that out of sonic and it does pump you up like i mean escape to the city i don't think would be nearly as memorable without the lyrics at the same time like the vocals backing that up and making it just feel that much more exciting. Um, And with Mario, I think of big orchestras like anymore. I think, and I think galaxy is a big reason for that Um, just because of that. And of course, all the remixes, if they remix one of their songs, it's always with a big orchestra. Something more, I was saying Wario is driving by. (laughs) What about my music? Yeah. (laughs) Mario is certainly more rhythmic, bouncy, mm-hmm. and instrumental. 
because there's not many themes that have lyrics on them. And imagine you go through Mario One and you got swing your arms from side <laughs> to side. Come. If that if that festered the entire overworld theme, but I don't think I'd be a Mario fan to this no. day. So on that note, I believe Sonic has to beat over the implementation of vocal themes. Not to say that they're all good, <laughs> but it's just something you identify more with Sonic than Mario. Yeah, but when Mario does a vocal theme right, <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> I mean, Mario. They, there's no doubt that they put a lot of effort into Mario soundtracks. Yes, um, without a doubt. And that, that's not to say Sonic does not do the same, but no, no. I think because the style that Sonic is going for, it's a little bit more hit and miss than Mario is. Right, but this goes into again just the large variety mm-hmm. that both franchises offer though i would i would think that sonic compared to mario is more varied for better or worse just because you're different doesn't mean you're good yeah you know again because music is musical taste is subjective we all have our different uh likes and dislikes <laughs> uh but to me when sonic does it right with variety i, I don't think anything can beat it well, within the franchise itself, because there, there there are some Mario soundtracks I like more than Sonic soundtracks and vice versa. But in Sonic's case, you know, I love Sonic CD, Japanese. Mm-hmm. It, Sonic CD's Japanese is my favorite Sonic soundtrack of all time. Oh, wow. Well, by far, because, you know, until Sonic dies, I can't really say of all time. That's what <laughs> I believe anyway. I don't know, but, you know, Sonic's been <laughs> Sonic's been knocking on Death's Door for a long time now, so who knows? Yeah, he's, uh, he's not going anywhere. <laughs> no, he's not going. You're right. <laughs> he, he's no playing way. Ding Dong Dish with the Grim Reaper. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. He's a fast guy, so he can get away with it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but Sonic Adventure, like, that soundtrack is near perfection. Mm. Because... It is. It offers so much in variety, with rock, techno, jazz, pop, pretty much everything that personified Sonic from his inception up until that point. And it's just something I can go back to. The Mario, though, I mean, true, there are not as many. Mario soundtracks I like collectively as a whole compared to Sonic mm-hmm. but a fantastic Mario song sticks with me like nothing else yeah. I mean to this day everybody can sing the overworld theme everybody <laughs> knows the underground music everybody knows the athletic theme from Mario 3 for the wrong reasons granted <laughs> I mean at this point uh, what is it Gusty Garden yeah, Gusty Garden. The modern equivalent to, like, Mario's overworld theme. Because mm-hmm. it's everywhere. And everybody <laughs> knows it. You know. But Mario World. That soundtrack proves to me when they put their mind to it, they can make something so fantastic by just taking one theme <laughs> and making a crap load of variations of it. Go back and listen to the Mario World soundtrack if you haven't. I'm not just talking to you. I'm talking to everybody <laughs> listening here. Go back and listen to Mario World soundtrack, and you'll notice that most, if not every theme in that game, is just a variation of the overworld theme in Mario World. But it works because the compositions are perfect. To me, one of Koji Kondo's best pieces of work. And I love the athletic theme. It's just mm. that is so ingrained 
is so Mario to me that I, I, I need it in my life. I, I freaked out like a little child <laughs> when they brought it back for Galaxy 2. Like, because mm. it's been so long since then that they brought it back. <laughs> it's you get those pieces of music to come back, and they they just bring back such good memories. Yeah. Like even like even like we're talking more modern Sonic, but classic Sonic. I will never, I mean, never never be able to forget Green Hill Zone one because yes. they keep keep using Green Hill. They Green keep Hill using, Zone. yeah. <laughs> but also, Chemical Plant. Oh my God, Chemical Plant. That's probably one of my favorite Sonic songs ever. Yeah. Uh, it's oh, and Sonic Mania. I mean. I know we already went to this, but <laughs> when the trailer revealed the bonus stages and it was Blue Sphere, I mean, I was I was ecstatic over them bringing Blue Sphere back, but I was also excited that they brought back the Blue Sphere music mm-hmm. because I don't think Sonic 3's soundtrack gets enough love. You know, everyone's so quick. Everyone's quick to remix Sonic One and Two, but Sonic Three, I mean, that soundtrack was aces. Yeah, from beginning to end, and. Uh, music's great. Why are we <laughs> yeah. having a discussion again? It's like, which one's better? They're both great. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much how it was all going to end up. I yeah. mean, it's just a matter of taste at that point. And it's, I honestly, because I like them both, I cannot give you a solid answer on that one uh, about which one's better. Um, and hey, the fact that you like Infinite Song, that's a... Uh, cool, <laughs> I guess. Um, I mean, I'll be, I'll be honest. Like, I... I have a soft spot for Dream of an Absolution. <laughs> like oh, I, oh, Silver's theme. Right, yeah. right. I have a I mean, soft spot I mean, for it's, it's, it's a cool theme. You know, mm-hmm. the, the music's the only saving grace of 06. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, yeah, it's just eh, it's just one of those things. But, uh, yeah, it's just... I'm looking forward to hearing more of Odyssey's soundtrack uh, and seeing what what sort of new themes they're going to put in there because when I was watching Andre's gameplay of it um, him uh, he got some direct footage they're doing a very uh, Breath of the Wild thing where a lot of times they won't have music it'll just be the sort of sound effects going around you know that's just sort of like giving you more of an atmosphere but then once you get on the road to like um, a main mission in Odyssey then the music kicks in and it sort of punctuates those moments because they're a lot more controlled. That way you don't have that same beat just going over and over and over in your head and driving you nuts. I think that's a really smart decision on their part. Yeah. Although I wonder I, I wonder the risks they take with that because for Zelda, I think it made sense mm-hmm. um, because of just how vast that world was. To have the same overworld theme play repeatedly... I'd lose my mind. So <laughs> yeah. it needed it, it needed the sight. It needed the ambience. And for Mario, though, I got a feeling that no world in Mario Odyssey is ever going to compare it to the size of Hyrule and Breath of the Wild. <laughs> so to have moments of silence between adventures, I wonder would that translate as well in a 3D platformer than in a 3D adventure game? Curious about that. Yeah, I I haven't minded it so much, but I've also I've had very limited experience with it. So it's hard to say definitively, but I think it kind of works. Uh, I, I we'll see when it actually comes out, but I think they got something there. At least I trust Nintendo enough not to mess it up. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think we're in good hands because I mean to be to be fair, the last few 3D Mario games have all been pretty good. You know, I yeah. love Galaxy. I I mean. 
64 is aged, obviously, but fundamentally it's still a solid game. Sunshine is great up until 60 shine sprites. Uh, <laughs> Galaxy 1 and 2, phenomenal. Mm-hmm. 3D World multiplayer camera issues aside is still a great Fun. game. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, look, his track record is better than the other guy. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I good think point. we're in good hands. <laughs> Very good point. Oh, goodness. Well, I think that takes care of it for episode 71 of the Game Explained Real Talk podcast. So, as always, I want to thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, if you enjoyed this podcast, of course, you can support us on Patreon for just $1 a month. Uh, that gets you the podcast three days early every Friday, as well as offer up the topics like the ones we just answered here. And before we head out, Johnny, where can they find you at? All right, as always, guys, you can find me on my main review channel. Some call me Johnny. It's YouTube.com slash some call me Johnny. I do reviews. Uh, I try to keep it consistently every, like, one to two weeks. Right now, I'm in the middle of my, quote, Kingdom Hearts marathon, (laughs) unquote, and Knuckles starring Crash from the Dark Souls series. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I hope you guys uh, look forward to that, because right now I'm getting ready to look at 358 Days Over 2, which is code talk for Sonic Mania. Afterwards, (laughs) I'll actually do 358 Days Over 2 for the Nintendo DS, and I got some history with that. I hope you guys look forward to my opinions on that. (laughs) It really does feel like the, just with the timing of it all, like your marathon's going to be a Kingdom Hearts game. New, re- newly released game, release, Kingdom Hearts yeah. game, because after <laughs> three five eight, I know I'm pretty positive uh, Samus Returns will be out. So I know you're going to do a review on that. You got to. My my plan right now, <laughs> to natively, is to try and get at least Birth by Sleep done before Samus Returns comes out. So good luck. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Who knows? But that's mm-hmm. why I got to try. And Catagris, he's on to me. Because he's doing his own Kingdom Hearts videos. I think he's trying to push me. He wants some good old-fashioned competition, or I'll give him some competition. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> who, can, who can piss off the Kingdom Hearts fans the most? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what we're talking about, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, good luck, because yeah, it's been a hell of a year for releases. That's all i got to say. I've, Damn I've right. Yeah, I mean, if you have anything, I mean, it's, the marathon's scattered to hell, to hell and back, but it's because we have good reasons for it, because there's a lot of great games coming out this year. Yeah, it's it's yeah. I, 2017 has to be one of the strongest game release years in memory. Yes, recent uh, memory. Yeah, recent course. memory, yeah. There's yeah, classics, of course. But I think this one will definitely go down just because I don't think there was a slow moment at all this year. No, it's a slow down. <laughs> it's like it's, it's been constant. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. Anyway, guys, uh, once again, thank you uh, so much for listening to episode 71. Always appreciate you guys tuning in. And, of course, uh, be sure to stay tuned for episode 72 next week. And uh, perhaps we'll have the old gang back. Hard to say. At the very least, I'll try to be here. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm always here. (laughs) I love you guys. You guys have a great night. Catch you later. Bye.